0: Namaste. My name is Olivia, and welcome back to the Spiritual Healing Podcast, where we join together in a spiritual journey to find our light. Hello, friends. Hello, beautiful beings. I hope you're all doing well today. And today's episode is going to be about money and spirituality money and spiritual work, having a spiritual career. I feel like this is a really hot topic within the spiritual community and I just thought I wanted to have my say in it too and tell you guys what I think about it and ways to go about it. So the thing with spirituality and money is basically that I think this comes from ancient, ancient times in a way where, you know, within the tribes or healers, I don't know that much about history in that regard. But I do know that there are healers and tribes, and that the idea is that when you heal someone, at least the ancient idea of this, is that when you help people and when you heal someone, that you do it for free, right? Because you're a good person, and maybe not everybody can afford it, and it's just a service that you're offering for the world, out of your pure love and pure kindness and pure light, and it's free. But Things have changed since then and the thing is that we all need to survive in some way, you know? We all need to earn money so that we can actually live in this world. Um, because money is just a currency that we go by, it is just an energy exchange and it could have just as well been something else, but in this world right now, money is the currency and the energy exchange that we go by. and we provide our services, we get money in return and in that way we have a livelihood, we earn a livelihood, we earn a living and we can afford it to buy food and roof overheads, so you have a house, we can drink water, all that stuff that we all need basically to fulfill our basic needs and just because you're a spiritual worker doesn't mean that you're not worthy of earning money. In the contrary, as a spiritual worker, you are doing so much for people. And that's kind of the irony. Not that other kind of jobs don't provide like good services. But as a spiritual worker, you're really working with, whether it's people's bodies, people's minds, guiding them, mentoring them, providing them with amazing insights If you're a tarot reader for example you're doing meaningful work if you're offering even collective readings but definitely individual and private readings you can really help somebody guide them on their path with the questions that they have if you're a yoga teacher you're really helping people get into their bodies out of their minds and basically get into a state of meditation definitely the case if you're a meditation teacher you're helping people to relax you know I mean and this goes for so many things if you're a life coach I mean that's something that people you know that's pretty accepted widely that you pay for that not that you don't pay for like a yoga teacher or for whatever it may be but for instance I am a reiki healer and I've not been a reiki healer for a long time yet but it is something that's quickly like given away for free, I feel like, and the same actually goes for yoga, I see so many free yoga videos online, I see so many people in Facebook groups that I'm in that are like, hey, I'm offering like free tarot readings, I'm offering free Reiki healing, like Reiki healings um, from a distance or even in person, and you know, Reiki healing, it's not because you can't see something physically that it doesn't actually work and of course you have to believe in energy healing for you in order to go to an energy healer but if you already take a step to go to them that means that you already kind of believe in it and that you should pay for it um I do believe that all spiritual work should be paid for and that you shouldn't accept less than you deserve because you are offering a service to this world you are helping people heal you are helping people on their paths and that is not something that should be underestimated and I also think that as workers within the spiritual community we all just have good hearts and we just want to help people and I think that that's also the reason why we're so quickly I guess to share our offerings and our services for free you know yeah I'll do a quick tarot reading for you even though like I'm really certified in tarot and I paid money for that too and you know, I gotta pay my bills, I'm like, yeah, I'll do a free reading for you, but then when you keep doing free readings for everybody, it doesn't give anything back to you, and I think that's also a point where resentment can start to come up, pure resentment, because you're not getting the energy in return for what you're offering somebody, and that is what energy exchange is all about, and I also think that when you provide a service for free, people tend to take it less seriously. People tend to take you less seriously. Because think about anything that's for free. For instance, a digital marketer who says that he or she can help you with your social media and everything and build your website. What if they would say to you that they would do that service for you for free? I mean, I personally immediately would think that that would be some sort of scam or that they're probably not very good or they're still learning and they're still not very good at it, I guess, because they're not asking anything for it, from the second that something is free, you start to appreciate it less. Um, There was once a girl who was offering free Reiki readings from a distance and I said like, hey, yeah, I would like to do that. But this is just an example to illustrate that even I am guilty of this. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. She sent me a Zoom link, pretty professional, and she was like, yeah, let's do it at this time, um, at that day. And then I just I honestly just forgot about it. Whereas if I would have paid for it, I would have never forgot about forgotten about it. I would have put it in my journal. I would have put it I would have remembered it um, because I had tied some sort of energy exchange to word at f- Toward it um, from which I expected something you know I expected something in return whereas now it was like oh well I didn't pay for it anyway and I was like well it shouldn't be very good then I guess like what is it even like I didn't even know what Reiki was at that point I was like yeah well I just wasn't placing a lot of importance on it and the same goes for any kind of other healing work that you do Um, that people just even if it's just subconsciously they're not going to take you seriously or at least less seriously they're going to be more loose when it comes to time management maybe they'll come late to your class or whatever for they don't have to pay for it anyway Um, and they're just not going to appreciate it in the way that it is meant to appreciate to be appreciated because it's not like the work that you're offering is not valuable in fact it is very valuable it is just the fact that if they don't have to pay any money for it, it's like, well, then I guess it's not very special, is it? Then I guess it's not very valuable, is it? And this is not something that consciously comes up in our minds, you know, it's often a very subconscious thing because we relate money to value. So it is better for everyone, really, if you start to properly charge for your services. And not only charge for them, just charge enough that feels right for you in the moment And you can always raise the price over time if you feel like you should. You know, you have to start somewhere, of course, and have to take your experience into account. And then you can always raise the prices when you start feeling more adequate and confident and you're taking extra trainings about it. Because there's also a difference between how much you ask for something that you offer. For instance, if you see a life coach who offers uh, life coach sessions for $30 an hour or $50 an hour, and you see one who asks $200 an hour, because there's people who do ask $200 an hour for a life coaching session, which personally I think is a lot of money, but at the same time, I could be the kind of person who would be like, well, I'm gonna save up to pay for that life coach that costs me $200 because she's gonna be able to really teach me a lot, whereas the life coach that only asks like $30 to $50, like does she really have that much to offer if she only asks that much for a coaching session? The person who offers me $200 must be able to offer me tons of things. Of course you have to be careful about your prices, and that's what I said with bulbing it up over time. Because especially in the beginning, if you're gonna ask like, if, you're, if you just graduated as a life coach, and you're immediately gonna ask $200 for a session, there is a lot of expectation from the client upon you, waiting for you to fulfill that expectation. So that's why I said in the beginning to just start with a price that you feel comfortable with, and then you can always raise it over time when you feel, and you will feel at a certain point, that you deserve more because your work is getting more refined, and you know, and and thereby it's getting more valuable. And I definitely, as a yoga teacher, see this happening within the yoga teaching community. And I get it. I get it. Why people are posting free videos online on YouTube. Maybe it's for the purpose of getting big on YouTube and eventually being monetized there. Or maybe it's for the purpose of just getting your name out there, of just finding a way to teach, a way to get yourself out there, and maybe possibly gather future clients to come to your in-person yoga classes or to later guide them on through your website where you have paid yoga classes there. And I've even uploaded like one or two of my own free yoga flows. But at the same time, I want to be careful with it because the more we do it, the more it's becoming a norm. And it is already a norm. There is so much free yoga online. You can find free yoga videos basically everywhere now and really high quality yoga teachings. And I think that it's not really a good thing necessarily that this has become the norm. Like I said, I get it. I know friends who do it. I myself have dipped my toe into that and um, maybe in the future I'll do more videos to be able to lead them hopefully to paid classes on my website. I'm still not very sure about how to go about it and the very reason why I'm not sure about it is because I I do feel that what I offer is valuable and that it does you know that I do reserve compensation for that because now that it's the norm that so many yoga is free It's just becoming more and more the norm that maybe people are not willing to pay that much for it anymore in the future because they're like, well, I can just watch a free video at home. Even though, of course, that's never going to be the same as an in-person yoga class. I'm just saying that I definitely have my question marks about that. About teaching something or giving stuff away for free when it is so incredibly valuable. Yet at the same time, I totally get it with YouTube and everything where, you know, it's just part of a bigger business plan where people give stuff away for free and then the people, the clients that are actually interested in that person more, they will go to their paid yoga classes on their websites. They will take their paid course on their websites, even though basically all the information they give out in their videos is already out there, kind of just a bit unstructured Um, and it's free but like I said before you can share of course you can choose whatever you do you can share free content but be aware of the resentment that can come up when you start giving away too much for free and also be aware of Where you want to take your yoga or your life coaching or whatever it may be in general, if you eventually want to make a full-grown business out of it, you have to start asking people to pay for it and you have to stop giving it away for free. Sometimes it's also a confidence thing, you know, if you're a life coach, for instance, let's just stay with that example or also a yoga teacher. Um, You teach yoga in the beginning for free or you give coaching sessions for free Um, because you know you just graduated your course or your training and you're trying to build up your confidence and there's nothing wrong with that you know I think that that's a very good thing in a way to kind of build up your confidence to dip your toes in the water Um, but eventually you have to start asking for money when I was doing my Reiki training the teacher told us like yeah I would say do your first five maybe for free, but then you really have to start asking money for it because what you're doing is valuable. Again, you're providing a value for people. Another thing that she said was, yeah, sometimes I'm like going away on a weekend with friends and they're like, oh, maybe you can give a yoga class and give us like Reiki healings. And she's like, well, I also want to have my weekend off, you know, that's work for me. That's my job. And she didn't say this, but I Thing that this is true that she's providing a value you know and it's so easy for acquaintances or friends to be like oh but can't you give me a free reading you know or can't you give me like your Reiki healing tonight or can't you like give us all a yoga class and it's so easy to say yes because we want to do good we want them to feel good i mean obviously we love the things that we offer and we love sharing them with people but there's got to be a point where you have to set boundaries for yourself, you know, especially if you've got got people all over you pulling you at your your sleeves, there's a point where you have to start setting a boundary, it doesn't mean that you can't like give like a healing session to like a friend who's really in need of it and they're going through a really difficult time, but that's, you know, that kind of comes with setting your own personal boundaries as to how far you want to take that, because once you start doing that, it's difficult to stop and once people actually notice that you're doing it then other people might start asking for it as well but like hey you gave her a free healing or a free beating why don't you want to give me one like we're friends too right (laughs) and they don't necessarily that doesn't necessarily come from like a bad place within them it's just they see that you offer it for free and they're like hey I want in on that too whereas what you're doing the key word of this podcast episode is valuable what you're doing is so valuable and so amazing so just don't get yourselves short on that um and be confident in what you're doing because you're actually helping people's lives you're making their lives better um morgan one of my best friends she has done of course this was her first ever kind of women gathering and she did it with two best friends and she did do it for free um but like i said when you're doing it like just to try it out a thing that's not necessarily a bad thing and she did her first for- circle for free which was two of her best friends and one of her friends texted her afterwards about that something had co- about something that had come up during the circle and that it inspired her to go take a certain training or a certain course and to follow something that she was passionate about and morgan was so happy and she sent me like the screenshot of that of that little part of the message and you know then you just realize like hey we're not just doing nothing here we're actually changing people's lives while we're doing it because spiritual work is exactly about that it is changing people's life. I don't care what kind of spiritual work that you're into. I am a thousand percent sure that it will change somebody's life eventually. Whether it is recording a podcast. Something that you say might ring so true with a specific person. Even if it's only one person. That's more than enough. And it can change their life. It can change the way that they're gonna make a decision. Maybe because of you, they're gonna to decide to follow a certain passion project that maybe they wouldn't have felt motivated or inspired to do otherwise. Same goes with teaching yoga, you know? There are so many people in your classes, of course, but that doesn't mean that you can't touch individual soul in a yoga class. I definitely have that experience when I was just starting to take yoga classes and I had this teacher that I really loved And she literally changed my life in a way, like she really made my day better and my weeks brighter, Um, especially if you're a life coach or a coach of any kind, if you're guiding people, mentoring people in any kind, if it is through tarot or astrology, whatever it is you're into, you are changing their lives, even if the tarot card reading is not the one they were hoping for, or even if they say it doesn't resonate with them sometimes people just need to hear something and doesn't mean that it always has to resonate it just means that it might just keep hanging in that little mind of theirs and eventually change the the way or the course of their life and how they see things or do things even when it comes to one specific area of their life every single one of you is changing lives and you deserve to be compensated for that i think especially now the new earth that is embarking upon us it is so important that all healers of the world all the spiritual workers of of the world really come into their power and by coming into your power it also means charging for your services so that you can make a living off of that and so that you can eventually serve more people because that's what it's all about it's not really about money it's about serving it's about service to people but in order to be able to serve to people your cup has to be full first. In order to be able to be of service to other people, you have to be able to meet your basic needs and survive. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, in this world, that just happens to be through money. That just happens to be the way through which we survive. So when you look at it this way, you're just serving people and when you're getting the money from them it just means that you can spread the love even wider that you have more energy to spread your gifts even wider to a greater capacity so i hope that this episode inspired inspired you in some way I hope that inspired you to think about what value you have to offer the world because I promise you, you have this inherent value and you have this very unique quality within you because you could say like, oh, there's so many coaches, there's so many yoga teachers, what makes me like special? But you're so special. Just being you is already the unique thing. Just being you is, you know, it's so cliche, but it's what makes you the yoga teacher that is gonna really you know you're really gonna speak to one specific person or one specific group of people that need you same with being a life coach yeah there are so many life coaches out there but nobody maybe has has set, you know this this idea or has formulated things in a way to this client that anyone else had before you know you have a very specific way of working with people of formulating things and formulating sentences, a very specific energy and aura around you that attracts specific people into your life. And so if one person's like, well, I actually don't like your classes or I don't like your sessions, that's okay. That's okay. There's other people in line who are interested in what you have to offer, you know? Don't take that as like, oh my god, I shouldn't be doing this at all. No you should be doing this. They're just not the right client for you. It goes both ways and you'll find somebody who is like looking for what you have to offer. So I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day and I'd love to see you all again in the next episode. If you want to follow me more, I guess you can follow me on my Instagram called Olivia Luna Healing and yeah, have a beautiful day. Namaste.